Welcome to Radio Notes. Where those in music talk live, those in live chat music and more. I'm John Merch. Today, special treat in the second half of the show. No feature guest, rather a feature, short story to be precise. Author, contra-alto, composer, multi-instrumentalist, Clio M. Released a suite of tunes in a book called Gravity Wing. As part of the fundraiser for that, I commissioned a piece that you'll have a chance to hear, as mentioned, in the second half. Nobody Wants to Hear Songs Anymore states the title of Ben Abraham's latest, as mentioned previous, the now signed to Atlantic Records and on the road for a very solid album release in the future. This latest offering is texture and smooth as their vocal delivery grows with the welcome intensity. Angelic references make it seasonal as much as an all-round ballad. At its route is the concerns if now or in the past the best time to be making music. Ego Mondo has a release, Same Old Kings, from their new album End of Days, which on a cut stranger past guest Rachel Eckroth can be found out through New Jersey's Rope-A-Dope label, quite the hard one to describe, but global, industrial, even punk in places, there's a rap across it too, so hip-hop, sonic satisfaction to the max. Members of the group have worked with the likes of Alanis Morissette, David Bowie, George Benson, one to just find the time to tune in and to listen to, tad over a half hour for the album, and you'll be so much better for the journey they take you. Speaking about journey and road music, there's new Lisa Caruso, a single called Dream Lover, working once again with the delightful Ben Fletcher. I know him from The Devoted Few, but he also is from the live performances of Sarah Blasco. It's follow-up to Borrow My Body, released earlier in 2019, which if that was not a tip of the hat to the likes of PJ Harvey, then this latest certainly is with the taste of the determined rock of a Fiona Apple. I really love you. Katie Pomery's latest offering to quote, This is a song about a relationship that wasn't treated with the love it deserved. They go on to say, Sometimes things go bad and you need to let go. They start the year releasing a cut called Bumpy Road from Adelaide, South Australia, Australia. Now to the music from the town I was to be today at time of record, but life, well, and other ideas. Lee Fuller-Beck's Bridges Them Fills with the latest New Ways. Charming and sensual, in no rush, happy to bathe in the emotion of each song. Follow up to their Polis Music shortlisted and Juno Award recognised album of the year in category release, Twin Solitude. While that record was more self-reflective, this latest has more sense of engaging and working through to make better what is presented. There's references to Three Colours White, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, actress Dudley Depley in the new album too. Single from it is Hot Tears. Earlier today of time of record, release, sat down with all the members of Dyson Stringer Chloe ahead of their final show of the national tour to launch their debut self-titled record. Another release out that has one of the members in it is a compilation out on Milk Records called Milk on Milk. And on it, Loose Tooth has covered Jen Cloa's name in lights. Originally it'd be found on the 2013 release in Blood Memory, but Cloa have covered Tune as well. So, from the chat, 
Let me take you to the Grace Emily Hotel green room. Milk on Milk was released on Friday. What's your response to this record? Uh, I've only listened once and I want to dive back in again already. Yeah. Oh, that's great feedback. I think it's a really strong release. I mean, it's for those listening, it's essentially milk artists covering each other's songs. And it was an idea that Courtney had floated a few years ago. We finally sort of brought it into reality um, last year. Well, early this year in January, we all kind of went into Audrey Studios, which is just down the road from the Milk Warehouse in Coburg with Anna Laverty, who is a, a friend and a really fantastic engineer. And, uh, yeah, I guess for me approaching, I mean, I, I chose to cover an Evelyn Ida Morris song, The Body Appears, which is really an incredible song on so many levels I think particularly lyrically um, is is what really drew me to it but musically it's it's very rich and uh, Biddy Connor who is obviously the I think the founding member of the Letter String Quartet was someone that I thought of to collaborate with just because I think you know like Evelyn's last album definitely well it was their debut solo album it, it has classical, a lot of classical undertones and Evelyn played like an incredible piano that I didn't realise they could actually play. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. I just felt that a string quartet would capture some of the grandeur, I thought, of that record. Actually, it was a very warming, heartwarming process because it's there's something really lovely about bands that you like covering your songs and everyone took great care with each other's songs because we're all such big fans of each other and have hold each other in such high esteem so yeah I think that's why the quality is is really high full chat with Dyson Stringer Chloe Jen Chloe there can be heard on episode 051 in the future also in the last little while in the can a conversation with actress singer songwriter Abby Tucker after we hear from Dyson Stringer Chloe at the start of 2020, we'll be hearing from Abby. Here's a little of that conversation. Demos after demos after demos. <laughs> they clogging up my hard drive, you know. Like, I, I guess, you know, I've, I've been, I feel extremely lucky to have had the freedom to create something and then have the ability to work with such amazing musicians. And I guess there is a sense of trying to keep that original tuning sound because there's something about it that's unique and a lot of demos you'll never recapture that sound anyway you know there was a couple of tracks that I really had earmarked as songs that I wanted to have on this album that never made it because they just sounded different we ended up like scrapping them in the studio but I think the songs that we ended up playing on the album are, are really strong and they reflect parts of my life going through so many different stages and drafts it's, it's quite extraordinary to see them as one project in a concrete form because, to be perfectly honest with you, this album could have gone on forever. Abby Tucker, still to come up here at Radio Notes. Of course, not to miss it, subscribe in your favourite podcast feed. In the box. Moved down the order this time around, but here now, some of the releases have landed in my inbox in the few days before record. 
Fanny Lumpston, who has an open invitation to join us for a chat, has announced their latest album and will be called Fallow, F-A-L-L-O-W, out on the 13th of March 2020. Yes, if wondering, that's Friday, Friday the 13th of March 2020. An album stated to be about re-evaluation. Look at the greener side as the driest days appear to be here to stay across the land of Australia. Recorded in a stone hut in the snowy mountains, available now to pre-order, including on vinyl, new single also out with the news called These Days. All tied up, a new one from Kate Sobrano, Steve Kilby and Sean Sinnott. Acoustic guitars, soaring vocal delivery and solid Australian narrative, this album will be called The Dangerous Age. Out at the end of January 2020, Kilby dives on this tune, the lyrical wonderment of the go-betweens, particularly that of the Grant McLennan kind. The pairing of Kilby and Senate has grown from a meeting at the Brisbane Writers' Festival. The new tune from them, all tied up. Roulette Well, Sachiel, a duo of rockers from Sydney, Australia. Possibly I've mispronounced that, so I'll spell it for you. S-A-C-H-I-E-L. Guitar riffs their way across a drum-infused delivery of In Getting the Job Done Out. Cyclonic power across a 2 minute 55 second reminds one of the cut throughout of At the Drive-In Sounds. Place a virtual bet on Red 7 and rise to the lucky dose of the combo of Gil and Nick Shashi recorded at the Boneyard. Out of Melbourne, always a pleasure to know new material from Al Parkinson and their new one is called You Got It in Blue, produced by John O'Steer, he of Angie McMahon fame, but also that of Elizabeth Hull. Al has given their music genre as happy sad with the cut about connection of sense to memory. Hi, I'm Rishi K. Sherway. And I'm Joshua Molina. We're from the West Wing Weekly, and you're currently listening to Radio Notes. Radio Notes, where those in music talk life... And those in life, chat music and more. You can join us on The West Wing Weekly for an episode-by-episode breakdown of the television show The West Wing. Josh was the star of the show, and we give you behind-the-scenes insights and deep dives into the issues raised in the storylines of the show. You can find us on radiotopia.fm or through your favorite podcaster. For now, back to John Merch and Radio Notes. Coming up in future episodes, we'll be sharing a chat with someone I've spoken to recently who has a launch in the coming week at time of release, Taylor Carroll. I guess to just get really just into the thick of it, the song is about me analysing my own behaviour in a romantic relationship and thinking, oh, what have I learnt and where did I learn this from? And realising that a lot of it was behaviour that I learnt through the breakdown of my parents' marriage and the kind of tension and mess that followed. And my parents' separation, a lot of it was around location because my family, when we were together, was in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, in Blackburn actually, in suburbia. And then my mum moved to the Mornington Peninsula and a lot of the tension and a lot of difficulty sort of location was a real prominent factor and I was moving between these two places and shifting between these two lives and one was down by the beach by the water and this other place was the Melbourne suburbs and it was kind of I guess placing finding a location to place where my baggage and where my habits had come from. 
the song is about a relationship where you're not getting what you want and maybe you're wondering why you're putting up with it. There's also an element of hope in the song that is interesting because it's also the chorus is bright. That was kind of me seeing that despite the location, again, being something that was painful, there was also beauty in it and maybe projecting that onto a relationship as well. Have you spoken with either or of the parents that were possibly, maybe they both were the instigator of that separation? Mm-mm-mm. In the thick of it, yes. As an adult, after post-unpacking myself, not properly, no. Mm. Maybe that should be on my to-do list. Today they have just two singles out. That's Taylor Carroll there. But there is something very focused and meaningful I got from speaking with them. That chat as a feature will be coming up after we hear from Molly Drag next episode. It's a Christmas song set in prison. It doesn't have a chorus, but it does have a recipe for gravy. Who is that? What's the name of the song? Hit us up on the socials, Radio Notes Podcast, if you know whom that is. It's become a quintessential Australian festive Christmas tune. But who is it? Radio Notes Discoveries. A release that's come across my desk stops me in my tracks as their tunes often do from Rose Cousins, born in Prince Edward Island and now based, I believe, in Halifax, was introduced to them many moons ago by the wonderful Kathleen Edwards, has a new double A side released digitally featuring I Would Die For You, a gripping Prince cover and a lead number the Benefits of Being Alone, to appear on an album in February 2020 called Bravado through Outside Music. Illustrator Hannah Emmett on board for the music video too. Cousin also for the release has put on the producer hat for what could be one of the most introspective, observational and collaborative record yet from them. I've penciled in the album's release date worldwide. It's February the 21st, 2020, the week after St. Valentine's Day. Joshua Hislop has released a new tune, Something More, for those seeking just that or pondering if they can embrace more than hope. Know from experience in your third decade and beyond you can find, be part of, experience the heights that will bring through those that hold you dear and warmth of genuine care. That doubt is an overthought to remind you you're actually on the right track most often. With that said, now for our feature with a special introduction. Hello, this is Liz Stringer from Melbourne via Toronto and one of three from Dyson Stringer Cloa. Here is Tales from New Canada, Captaincy, a short story by Clio M, read by Tammy Weller. I dreamt I was a spaceship captain, 
yet we are on the planet of New Canada. Stranger things have happened here. Still, for me, this was a sweet dream to be savoured. More like a daydream made more solid through the powers of night. It made me so happy. I dreamt that I attended the launch ceremony for a ship called the Corona Boralis. Speeches, champagne, uniforms. I wore pants. Formal slacks, but I could tell that some still found me rebellious. Well, a spaceship captain should be rebellious. Anyway, you would always wear pants on board, in case of emergency. Practical ones, too. Beautifully designed, of course, to blend seamlessly with the new Canada spaceship that would surround you like a bubble as you streamed elegantly through space. My alarm woke me. It's a recording of the engine I've been working on. Actually, I did a hollow of the entire thing so that I'm woken up by the light as well as the sound. My enhancements mean that certain frequencies irritate me. I programmed the alarm to simulate an out-of-phase engine at the beginning, progressing towards a finely tuned hum over several seconds, the time it takes me to fully awaken. My alarm engine hums neatly. I forced myself out of bed. This is an elegant sound, far from the roar of the prototype when it's not in a sound bubble field. I turn off my hollow viewer and rub my eyes. I've been so very tired lately, far more than usual. Good morning, I cringe momentarily at the sound, but then square my shoulders and smile. Thank you, sir. My mentor has called to check in and I must remain polite. I have no last name, but I do have a first name. Violet. I wish they would call me Violet. Anything but that code. Yes, I'm engineered, but it rubs me the wrong way. Perhaps it's my emotional fragility to go along with my physical drawbacks. No natural birth, of course. But maybe I was an experiment. Maybe they tried something on me. I always had slightly different exercises from the others. Flight simulation in addition to the standard engine modelling classes. Schematics for entire ships, not just engine housings. My frame was different. Not fragile by any means. No DRGN can be termed that. But those differences have already taken their toll. I eye myself in the hollow mirror and rotate my reflection. Yes, I am tall by planetary standards, but not as tall as the other DRGNs. Short, dark hair. A little longer than the standard training pixie cut. Almost a flattering bob now, the historical Earth hairstyle. A practical yet beautiful uniform, grey on grey, with tall boots, vaguely military. And glasses. Not part of my genetics, of course. In terms of clarity, I can see perfectly. 
My eyes are more sensitive than those of other DRGNs. I should have seen it coming. Should have realized my weakness when I looked into that engine casing. The others were fine, but I wasn't. My mentor didn't stop me from looking into the casing. He probably didn't want to believe I was weaker than the others in any way. I am his project, after all, his conservatory flower. But after a short visit to the medical bay, I was sent away with glasses, the first DRGN in the history of DRGNs to receive them. They didn't particularly bother me, but the entire incident had been highly disconcerting. My mentor gets to spend his days in a beautiful house with a conservatory garden. I've been there many times. No, not like that. He takes his job seriously and is only that, a mentor. Unfortunate that. I do feel more for him, but it would be strictly prohibited. no reason to complain about our living quarters. They are stunning. We have a gym, our own conservatory where we grow some of our own food, and the dormitories are beautiful, furnished in a historical style. Yet, we all share a room. Personal space so abundant here on New Canada is not afforded to us DRGNs. My room has a beautiful view, and I watch the sunrise and sunset every day from my window as it lights up the blossoming city in progress below. New Toronto, they call it. The name doesn't fit at all, but maybe it will once enough buildings spring up. My roommate, Iris, is often out and about, social and bright, my polar opposite. I wonder why they put us together. Maybe they wanted her cheeriness to rub off on me. It hasn't worked. We are not located in the city proper. I know it is for the same reason that my mentor's home is several kilometres away. Due to the radiation. The same radiation that damaged my vision. It is insidious. We are beginning to feel it. But I have been mostly spared due to the unique nature of my test. There is some awareness of it and it buzzes its way into the background of all our conversations, worrying them into a constant state of stress. They did tell us of the radiation, of course. Basic ethics must be followed. I'm not sure they knew the risk themselves when they began the project. promotion comes that afternoon. More than a surprise, an emotional avalanche. He approaches me, hands trembling so I can tell this is a surprise for him as well. He passes me the letter and I open the seal. I am being offered a captaincy for the new Canada engines fleet, the Corona Boralis, one of the most beautiful new passenger ships its name has been revealed only to me. No one else knows yet. On Earth, that name denotes a constellation. Corona Boralis. Something about it seems odd or wrong somehow, as beautiful as it sounds. 
It is hours later that I realize the name is the same as that of the ship in my dream. Three weeks later, I am standing in a vast hangar on a podium overlooking a teeming audience of reporters for the press conference and launch ceremony for the vessel. It will not actually launch now, of course, not with all these people here. Speeches, champagne, uniforms. I usually wear pants to formal events. Here it would be considered too rebellious. I am wearing a dress, but not an ostentatious one. Beautifully designed to blend seamlessly with the spaceship before me. I noticed something troubling as they were setting up for the ceremony. Anti-radiation walls. Energy intensive, expensive beyond belief to operate for long periods of time. They blocked off the laboratories where my colleagues were from the press conference. This same anti-radiation technology is integrated into the walls of my quarters. A few days ago, I tore off a square of luxurious damask from the wall when I saw a suspicious gleam with my enhanced vision. Not something anyone else here would notice. Part of the reason my vision was damaged so easily is that it is much more sensitive to many parts of the spectrum than the vision of a non-engineered human. The sensitivity remains even with my current need for glasses. To everyone else here, the installations must look like components of the sound system, or maybe just visual art. The shielding is in all the quarters. I know that Tyrek's room has it because I stayed there last night. I wonder if this is a fresh addition, or if it has been there for a long time. When did they begin to worry so much about this radiation? They must have learned something new recently. They know about far more than they let on. Like about my sleepover at Tyrex. We did everything possible to make it appear casual. We need to be able to retain the option of working together. And while a casual dalliance flies under their radar, a serious relationship, especially anything that may result in a partnership, is frowned upon though not officially forbidden. I wonder briefly if these tacit rules would still apply to a captain, even if she is a DRGN. I will find reasons for him to spend more time in my quarters. Then I shake my head. I have a ship now. I will find reasons to request Tarek and any other colleague I choose to form my new crew. If I truly am a captain, then I should have that right. Here he comes now, resplendent in his DNGN uniform and the rest of our colleagues. A chime sounds, interrupting my thoughts. Time to step onto the podium and accept the captaincy of the Corona Boralis.
Captaincy by Clio M. For more on their amazing and diverse work, including what they're currently doing in Vienna, Austria, head to clio-m.com. We'll also have details at our website as well. RadioNotesPodcast.com for show notes and links. Web design there by Steve Davis. Theme music by Martin Kennedy and All India Radio. I'm Tammy Weller. John Murch is the producer and host based in Adelaide, South Australia. Music.